Welcome to another episode of the Entrepreneur to Employer podcast. I am your host, Brian Montes, founder of Scalosity Works and of the Entrepreneur to Employer coaching community. Now, in the Entrepreneur to Employer coaching community, I have the opportunity to guide founders and entrepreneurs and business owners on hiring employee number one and beyond to help give them the leadership skills necessary to create an employee experience that's going to deliver a competitive edge for your business and to help you build a seven to eight figure business that is no longer a job, but a business that provides the financial freedom that you always wanted out of your business. Now, I know your time is valuable, and I do appreciate you taking the time to listen to this podcast. Every time you tune in to the Entrepreneur to Employer podcast, you can expect to learn actionable insights to help you build a business that is worthy of a Best Places to Work award, and how to reduce business risk with proactive HR strategies that do have real-world applications. So as you go through the Entrepreneur to Employer journey, I will work to sharpen your skills on how to recruit, hire, and onboard the best people for your company, how to design training systems that work, how to establish proactive HR systems that will actually lower your business risk, how to improve employee performance, how to lead your team through both good times and bad, how to tie your people operations into your financial milestones, and much, much more. So if you're ready to build a team of 10Xers that can power your business to new heights, let's get started. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Entrepreneur to Employer podcast. So today's podcast, I have titled it, Silos are for grain, not for people or organizations. So if you've ever driven through the Midwest or even in Northern or Central California, I'm sure you've seen those big silos, those big storage containers that sit on agricultural properties. And a lot of them also sit alongside freeways and alongside railroad tracks, right? And silos by design are meant to carry or hold one thing in place, right? A silo will hold grain or a silo will hold milk or a silo will hold animal feed, right? A silo is designed to compartmentalize and hold one thing only. And so by design, a silo is not meant to work with anything else. It's not meant to store two types of things. So by that definition, a silo is a standalone structure. That's why it's so great because you don't want your grain getting mixed. But silos in organizations are dangerous. So today we are going to talk about the dangers of silos in a company and how to avoid them. Because we still see, even today, that silos are a common problem among organizations. And once they have formed, they cause a variety of issues such as a lack of communication, misalignment of goals, decreased productivity. So let's talk about what they are, how they're formed, why silos are dangerous for your company, and most importantly, how can you avoid them? So first, let's talk about silos and how they form. And this is important for you to understand this. So if you're hiring your first employee, this particular episode, you're going to understand how they form and how you can stop them from forming as you hire employee number one and beyond. Now, if you already have employees and you're starting to see communication issues, you're starting to see political risk forming, you're starting to see a lack of collaboration, Well, then chances are you already have a silo that's formed and you're going to have to now work backwards to break apart that silo and level the playing field. Silos are essentially barriers that form between departments or teams within an organization. Now, this barrier can and will create a lack of communication between teams. And as a result, those teams, those employees are going to work independently, resulting in little to no collaboration. So silos, once they have formed, they kill innovation within an organization. They absolutely destroy any type of innovation that that environment had. 
Now, there are several factors that will contribute to the formation of a silo within your company. So if you have a hierarchy structure where teams work independently and they don't work interdependent, and you couple that with a lack of communication between teams and departments and employees, that is going to be a primary creator of your silo. Now, another contributing factor is going to be competition between departments where each department focuses on its own goals rather than the overall company objectives. Now, a little competition never hurts. It can be good. But that competition, that desire to have their own departmental goals, which they should have, cannot be greater than the overall company objectives, right? The company objectives and those overall milestones for the organization have to come first. Those goals on the departmental level should feed up into the objectives and support them, not override them. Silos are going to form when there's no communication between teams and the teams start to work independently. And this can even happen with employees. Say you don't have a lot of departments in your company yet. You can still have employees siloing themselves off, right? Because they're not communicating, they're not working collaboratively, right? And everybody is looking out for themselves. You can't have silos form with team members as well. So don't think that just because you don't have departments, you can't have a silo culture that is starting to develop. So really pay attention and watch out for that. So why are silos dangerous for your company? That's the next topic we're going to discuss. Silos can have a very serious negative consequence for your company, including a decrease in productivity. Also can lead to a decrease in customer satisfaction, and it is most definitely going to negatively impact the employee experience and your morale. Communication breakdowns lead to miscommunication, and it leads to misinformation. And that is going to cause your teams or your employees to work in different directions. They're going to work on different things, or they might duplicate work and or they're going to be working against each other. And this in turn is going to lead to errors in production, delays in projects being completed on time. You're going to have unhappy customers. You're going to have lost revenue. Silos are dangerous because you will lose revenue. You will lose top line sales. Your profitability will get hurt and your employee experience is going to tank. So these silos are very dangerous for the company for a multitude of reasons, not just one or two. Now, silos, they're going to lead to that increased employee disengagement and decreased morale, right? Because when teams work in silos, employees are probably not going to have the opportunity to develop close relationships with their peers in other departments. And again, if you don't have other departments, people can still silo themselves off as individuals. And so if that's happening, they're not building relationships with their coworkers, department or no department. They are not building relationships with those coworkers. What does that lead to? It leads to feelings of isolation and it leads to a lack of collaboration. You see a theme here, right? The siloing effect creates a lack of collaboration. That's the big theme and the big takeaway that you have to get from listening to this episode, right? When our team is compartmentalizing themselves off and putting up that wall, they're not collaborating. They're not working cross-team, cross-employee. Everybody's not growing in the same direction. And this will have a direct impact on your employee experience, your employee satisfaction, and your retention. Okay, people in this type of environment do not want to stick around because it's not a fun environment. Now let's talk about how you break down silos in your company. And again, twofold here. If you are hiring employee number one, you don't have silos yet. You can be proactive in making sure that silos never form within your organization. If you've already got some employees, you've already built a team, but you're having these problems, communication is terrible, miscommunication is up, 
right? Misinformation is high. You see a unhealthy competition among team members. You see a decrease in productivity. You have problems with your quality assurance as product or services get shipped out to the customer. If you're seeing all this going on, you very well may have silos that have already formed within your company and you need to take a step to break them down. So breaking down silos is crucial to the success of your company. So I'm going to give you five actionable strategies that you can utilize to break down silos in your company. Number one, foster a culture of collaboration and communication. Encourage open communication among departments and create a culture that values collaboration. And this has to come from the top down. The collaboration and the mindset around that has to be one of your core values. It has to be so important that you weave it into the DNA of the organization so that collaboration and communication is what drives your employees. Number two, create cross-functional teams. If you've just hired employee number one, you don't have enough people to create cross-functional teams. But as you grow and add and build a team and you have different departments, you're absolutely going to want to create cross-functional teams that are going to include employees from different departments, right? Because this way you can encourage a culture of collaboration and encourage employees to work together. Let me give you a great example of this. If you are in a business that's brick and mortar, most likely safety is an issue. Even in low-risk businesses, right, there are still possibilities for injuries on the job. Create a safety team. You can make that safety team up from different departments. So say you're a food manufacturing business. Your safety team is going to be comprised of your production head, your head of shipping and receiving, your head of inventory operations, your head of administration, your food safety team. And then you can have each of those department heads choose one person on their team that they want to have be part of the safety team. So you have a leader and you have an employee giving them a chance to learn and level up, be part of this collaborative safety committee. Safety committee meets once a month. You go over the last month's minutes. You go over issues that have developed from the last meeting to this meeting. And you talk about the plan for the next 30 days. How are we going to continue reducing injuries? What training are we going to provide, right? So that's how you build a cross-functional team. And you can do that with a lot of different types of topics and teams within your company. Number three, set company-wide goals. So set goals and milestones that are aligned with the overall company objectives, not just departmental goals. Okay, again, as I said earlier, it's good if departments have their own goals, but those goals need to feed up to the overall company objectives. If those goals are separate, independent, or not tied to the overall company objectives, then all you're doing is having a department compete against the overall company and compete against every other department. By getting the overall company objectives aligned with the departmental goals, you can ensure that everyone is working towards the same goals, or as I like to say, everybody is rowing in the same direction. Number four, invest in technology. Technology can facilitate communication and collaboration between departments. It can be as simple as just, you know, starting a project management system, right? A company-wide project management system that allows for real-time updates so people can see what's going on. Communication can be delivered through the messaging system and people can stay on top of what's happening throughout various parts of the organization. So technology can be used as a tool to close the gap. Can't be used by itself but it can be a tool used in conjunction with collaboration, cross-functional teams, et cetera, et cetera. Number five, lead by examples. The leadership team, you as the founder, the business owner, the entrepreneur, whatever title you have, as the business unit leader, 
you have to lead by example, meaning that you have to collaborate and communicate openly as well. You have to make sure that if you're going to tell one department it's something that potentially could have an impact on other departments, you let everybody know, hey, I spoke with John today and you know gave him this directive. This is how it may impact your department, or this is how it may impact the company as a whole. And you have to communicate to everyone when you are communicating to a few of your team members and making sure that that message is communicated across the board. Otherwise, other parts of your team could get caught off guard. So lead by example and make sure you are openly collaborating and communicating with your team. You know, silos can really have a very serious negative consequence for your company. But if you foster a culture of collaboration, if you create those cross-functional teams, you establish company-wide goals, and you invest in technology, and you lead by example, you can avoid them. Breaking down these silos is going to help you create a more engaged, productive, and successful organization. Thank you for listening to the Entrepreneur to Employer podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll see you next week.